0: Jesus, amen. You be seated. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Dear Saints, I've been a pastor here since 2014, when God called me to this congregation. So I've been here about eight years, a little over eight years now. And throughout those eight years, I've had questions on various topics, all types of questions, kinds of questions. Uh, Questions on the service, why we do what we do, Uh, on communion, what the Lord's Supper is, who is to receive it, on baptism, who is to be baptized, on politics, on good works, things like this. Last Christmas, after the service, I, somebody came up to me and asked me a question that is uh, very uncommon, one that I hadn't heard before. And the question was this, if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned, would God have become a man Anyway, would there be some reason for his incarnation if we had not sinned? Would Jesus have come if, even if uh, he didn't have to die for us? Uh, to put it another way, if Adam and Eve never sinned, would there be Christmas? There'd be such a thing like that in paradise. Um, Researching this question, I found that uh, Christians across all denominations have actually asked and answered this question before. So it's not a new question. And uh, reading through some church history and other books, uh, I've seen that some theologians answer, yes, he would. They say, surely Jesus would have come to us as a man, even if we had not sinned. So this was always his plan uh, if for no other reason but to perfect the image of God in us and to have fellowship with us. So on Christmas, God is simply doing what he was always going to do anyway. Except now, there is a mess to clean up. There's sin to deal with. There's uh, uh, th- this, this wickedness that he has to take on now. Uh, To summarize this, Christmas would happen in this view, no matter what, with or without sin. Uh, Reading through these books, I also found that uh, people contradicted this and said, no. Uh, Still, other theologians said, you know what? No comment. We're not going to answer this question. Uh, We shouldn't speculate. Leave it unanswered. It's not that important to answer. Well, what do we say? Of these three responses, what is the answer? The answer to the question would Jesus have come if we hadn't sinned? is no. He would not have. God became man because we sinned. The, the reason the Bible says the word became flesh, that he was conceived of the Virgin Mary, that he emptied himself, that he took on the form of a servant, that he joined his divine nature to the human nature forever and evermore, is because you and I desperately needed it. I'll, I'll give you some proof of this. This isn't just my answer. This is the answer of uh, the church. In fact, I found out that every Lutheran theologian has answered this question, a significant uh, Lutheran theologian has answered this question uh, in the same way, except for one. His name was Osiander. But uh, by and large, they've all answered it the same way. And I I will give you uh, three proofs. One is from the... Uh, from a hymn, and then from the creed, and then from the Bible itself. Uh, In the hymn, in in the hymnals that you have in your pews, uh, it's hymn 360. It's titled, All My Heart Again Rejoices. Listen to this verse. Listen to what it says. Should we fear our God's displeasure, who to save freely gave his most precious treasure? To redeem us, he has given his own Son from the throne of his might in heaven. Uh, The next verse says, See the Lamb our sin once taking to the cross, suffering, loss, full atonement making for our life. His own he tenders, his grace all our race fit for glory renders. if you come to church every Sunday, which you should, uh, you will see that on Sundays we recite the Nicene Creed. And in that creed, uh, which was written in 325 AD, there is a line right in the middle of the creed which says this, Who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For what? For what purpose? For us men, and for what? For our salvation He came. And if those things don't convince you, you have the Holy Scriptures themselves. First 1 Timothy 1.15 says, This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. The the main point here is that Christ the Lord comes only for this purpose to save sinners. It's not that God would have come anyway. Christmas is not that God was going to do this anyway, that now he's sidetracked with this side mission. It's a distraction, or sins, or that it's some secondary sort of thing. He left the, the, the glory of, of the Father. He left the adoration of the angels. He left all of the joy of heaven and the comfort and the bliss of heaven for you. That was it. And the benefit of knowing this, this isn't just some theoretical ivory tower, some old book sort of uh, just debate. This is practical for you. So that you would know, if you know this, then you would know that he came for no other reason but to save you. So that when you see his birth, when you see his face, when you hear of his life in the scriptures, you would know that there's one singular reason he came which is to take all of your sin away, that you would never have a doubt, that you would have certainty, that when you see the Lord act, you know what he's doing, that you have certainty, confidence, and assurance. But by the way, uh, this is just a footnote here in the sermon. Um, every, Every church should have a cross in it. And that cross should have Jesus on it. because the word became flesh not for a bunch of other reasons but the word became flesh for that reason for for that purpose Uh, consider the nativity scene many of you probably have this set up in your homes or out in your lawns you have the nativity scene and there you have Jesus in a manger and you bring him out and you put him in the manger once a year but In the church, we have Jesus on the cross the entire year, all year. We don't take him off because it is a constant reminder of why he came so that you would never, ever forget it. There are a thousand distractions in life. There are a thousand things to do, anxieties and worries and and things that will take your mind off of this. But this is here that it would be constantly preached into your ears, into your hearts, that you would see it Always. So, why become man? He became man because there was no other way to save us. This was it. This was the only way. Everything else, everything else God did could be done from heaven above. He could turn water into wine from heaven above. He could just speak it and and it's done. He could turn uh, uh, five pieces of bread... Uh, and feed 5,000 people from his throne in heaven above. He could calm storms from heaven above if he wanted to. He could heal the sick, give sight to the blind. He could even resurrect the dead from heaven if he wanted. But he could not do this from heaven above. This he could only do on earth here below. He could only spill the blood that he had in him on this dirty sod and on this world. He could only accomplish salvation and forgiveness and take on flesh in this way to die for our sins. In in the incarnation, I just want you to meditate upon this. In the incarnation, there's something unique happening here. Uh, God forms us in our mother's wombs. He knits us together in our mother's womb. Each one of you here today was knit together at your mother, in your mother's womb uh, from the moment of conception. That was the Lord's work. He was putting your, your eyes and your nose and your hands and, and your face and uh, threading every vein through your body with a purpose uh, that he had for your life here. Uh, but in his incarnation, the Lord does this to himself. He forms his own flesh. He knits himself together in his mother's womb. And I want you to consider what was in his mind while he did this. As he knit himself together in his mother's womb, in Mary's womb, um, as he formed his hands and feet, he did so for the only purpose of having those hands and feet pierced and nailed to a tree. As he formed his little lungs, he formed them so that one day they would gasp for air on a cross. As he formed his little heart and threaded his veins throughout his body, he did so only so that those veins would pour out every ounce of blood he had in him. And as he formed his little head and his brow and his Hair and his face. He did so for the sole reason that it would be one day crowned with thorns and covered in blood. He did all of this to be rejected by the world. He did this to be rejected by the Father, to, to be forsaken by the Father, to take your place to make you his own, to, to, to receive you into his kingdom, and to give you a place in his kingdom. He did all of this to give you the peace of sin forgiven. 2,000 years ago, Jesus was born to save you. To save you from your guilt, your sin, your death, and even hell, damnation. He took that away. Dear Saints, Christmas is for sinners. Christmas is only for sinners, which means Christmas is for you. And it always will be. No matter how sinful or awful or guilty or lost you may be. Jesus was born for you. So may God bless you this Christmas and give you faith to rejoice in his birth for you.